So listen. Yeah. You have some questions from Mr. and Mrs. America out there. Oh. So here's, here's one of the first questions. My company is about 95% residential and we always take a hit during the winter. Do you have any suggestions for taking us to the next level? Well, I suffered the same problem. And I realized I had to get more commercial stops. But in any event, what I would suggest now that I'm a little wiser, um, I, would, I would try to sell uh, 12, uh, I would try to sell a yearly program. So I uh, think uh, you, you take their credit card and you ch charge X amount of dollars per quarter or per month or something. Say like you're getting $100 a month. You want $100 a month. But you know you're only going to go there maybe eight times, right? So to be safe, I would say it's $900 for the year. And I would divide that by 12. I'll make it easy for you. I'll break it down to monthly payments. Well, I mean, yeah, if you remember the the residential, when we spoke about building a residential business with Carmen, he specifically said that his salesman is, is a beast and gets all the money up front for the year. And he had to tell him, oh, slow down. Let's charge a month to month, which, which somewhat answers this question and somewhat doesn't. So granted, if it's better for cash flow, right? And, and some of this comes down to managing your money and having a budget and, you know, if you have a hundred customers and each customer is worth 600 bucks a year, then you know what you're making, right? Yeah. If you get their credit card and they agree to sign a contract, see, but here's the thing. I would ask this person, cause I never had contracts with, uh, I mean, back in the dark ages, I never had contracts with, with, a, with a, a commercial. And I built a business on, on, on residential customers. So, I, I, I would definitely get a contract. You got to sign a contract. Yeah, you, 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 you definitely you can break it down any way you want. But I think he needs to get a better balance of uh, commercials. Well, yes, you could. Well, you, you could and you could not. It depends on what business model you want. You just need to have your model running properly, right? Um, you know how many customers you have. You, you do your budget off that, right? So if you have a hundred and it, it's six, they're worth 600 bucks a year. This is like in a minimal quarterly program. Then you do your budget on that. That comes out to five grand a month. That's my budget, right? Even if you get to 60 grand every May, right? You get everybody pays up front. You budget the money, right? That, that would be my first in this winter to this person. That would be my first thing is to do your budget right away and know who's coming back, who's not, who you renew, who you, what your recurring revenue is versus your one times, right? You can even guesstimate in your forecasted budget, your one time services, mosquitoes, ticks, whatever for the summer months, but you want to know what your budget is. And then what I would also suggest is maybe for the winter months, uh, if you're if you're not on Google, get on Google immediately right now. Uh, get your wildlife license, whatever state you're in. Start doing wildlife in the winter, which is 
when you're going to get the most wildlife coming into people's homes. So that's a good way to do it. Um, you could even pivot to an add-on service. A lot of people in certain states do Christmas lights. Um, the problem that we discussed with that when talking with Carmen is a new skill set, the ladder work, um, and being professional. Other people get into uh, HVAC or another home service that you could add on to pests. But if you just want to stay with pests, then pivot to what residential people deal with in the, in the colder months, if you're in a cold climate, which I, I got to imagine this person is in a colder climate since it dips. Um, and then, you know, the other typical business stuff, hiring, layoffs, uh, you would definitely want to keep a core group through the winter, but I think it really comes down to budgeting and marketing and just making sure that you have it all there. There's always, well, no matter what you do, the budget's always important and marketing extremely important. So those two things, uh, sort of the heartbeat, if you want to, you need those two things. If you don't have them, your business is just floating along. At, at a, it's at the whim. You're not. You're not. You're not driving it. You're not being proactive. You're being reactive. Or you. Or you're just doing nothing. <laughs> just letting life happen. Right. Like so there's somebody that I know in Middle America that has a 90% residential business, and he busts his ass for like six, seven months a year, and then travels all over the world in the cold months. And he has it budgeted. He's probably doing 2 million a year in middle America. That's like doing 10 million in New York. And he's crushing it and he's, he's enjoying life. He's relatively young, recently married, and they're just going around traveling the world. He has his core group of guys that stay on for the winter. He's still with technology, still involved with the phone, emails and stuff. It's not like he's going away for months at a time and not checking in, but he has these people. He has a guy running it. He has about four or five branches and he's figured it out. And he's, you know, he's got the Google ads going. They're doing minimal work in the winter. They're responding. You got to remember also with residential customers, they still might get something in their house. So you're still going to need guys to work. I mean, Roaches don't go away in the winter. Rodents don't go away in the winter. Yeah, clap your hands. That's right. So you still, you, it's not like he's shut down. He's, he keeps his guys on. He has the model that we spoke about, the subscription model, where the people pay every month. And then again, he's at $2 million. We don't know what this company is at. If it's a startup, then it could be at 100000 or less, and then, then it's just them working. Um, but either way, there's a, there's a ton of ways to do it. And I think the marketing piece online is big. Yeah. And I, I think the key is to, is dialing into your business, whatever it is, making sure you have some kind of business model. Yeah. Just following through on it. Yeah. And look, everybody, as far as online, the future of home services is, Hey Alexa, or Hey Google, or Hey Siri. And you're going to say, I need, an oil company. I need a bed bug company. And then whatever device it is, Google, whatever, is going to say, I have three nearby service in your end. And here is the one with five stars, four stars, three stars. Would you like to hear a review? And everything that you normally would do online with looking up a company is going to be spoken to you from one of these devices. And then the savvy customer 
is going to say, okay, call Colony Pest. And they're going to call direct from Alexa, Google, whatever it is, and they're going to get you. And you're going to pay for that lead, most likely. The same way with Google Guarantee, you pay for leads. So the key is to beefing that up. You got to make sure that you have reviews. If you're not using a review company, holler at us. We know a very good one. Reviews are the lifeline to a residential. Wait a minute. So you go to, you go to Google and you type in, I want an oil company. Well, what I'm saying is, is you don't, right now you could type that in. You could type a uh, pest control near me. You could type, you could even get more specific. Bed bug detection, roach control. You type that in. Look, see, Siri's listening. Nothing, Siri. You, you, you could do all, you could type all that in, right? And then if you go guaranteed, which you should be in pest control, if not, you know, call our friends at Search Kings. You Google guaranteed, plus you have a good amount of reviews and recent reviews, then you go into the algorithm to pop up, right? So that's happening, right? And there's other pay-per-click and search engine optimization and all these other marketing tools for online that you want to be doing depending on how aggressive you want to get. There's banners, there's everything. And for the person that's listening, if your winter is that rough, you might want to go as far as Google Guarantee, having banners, and also doing pay-per-click, and then making sure the key to all of this stuff, marketing and the digital marketing, is you have to measure it and make sure it's working. So even by the words you use, right? Like if you want to, if you want to go towards bed bugs, a specific time then you gear it all towards the the bed bug search and then you monitor look at the data and see if it worked and if it didn't work then you tweak it now i don't know how to tweak any of this you do this with your marketing team or partner whoever's doing it but instead of typing it into google what i'm saying is the future saying hey google hey alexa and talking it and them talking back to you and being able to do the whole experience directly through that device in your home and all the way to calling the company. And then after your experience, probably speaking to them again and giving them a review instead of doing it on your phone. I'm laughing because Siri interrupted you. So you know I'm watching that little dog, right? Oh, Leo? Yeah, Leo. I got him 80% crapping outside. He craps on his diaper. I don't know if he needs glasses or whatever. There's always like a little bit, like maybe as big as a, 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 a raisin that he misses with. The other ones that he hits it with is twice as big. And this guy's, I'm like, really? <laughs> you crapped. I come in here and I go, oh, you dumb. Bah, 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 bah. And all of a sudden I hear, is that, is that really necessary? And I'm like, it's freaking Siri. Heard what I said. Is that really necessary? Yes! <laughs> Oh, anyway. All right. So that's the best I can tell you about what I did. What I learned was I need commercial stuff. And I went about, I, I went and got them. Well, look, for 10 years. So I was happy with it. I got them. That's a good balance. As everybody knows, we are, we are switching to the residential game a lot heavier and we are shifting our marketing, shifting the business model, if you will. We're going to keep the commercial, but now we'll end up with two divisions, commercial and residential. Okay. Who's in charge of residential? Do we cheat them and how? Oh, okay. Johnny Carson. (laughs) 
who's in charge? I mean, technically, I guess it's my baby till I hand it off to somebody else. All right, so here's another question. Last year, we learned about, about a lot about canines, and this year, we got hit with shutdowns, obviously, all things COVID. How is your canine staying afloat? Eh, it isn't. <laughs> We're not exclusively canine. No, but it does still, but the division is, it, it's a good question. We've, I mean, I've been very candid about it. It's staying afloat really from the residential piece, the commercial residential. And I say that because the high end or the, the big apartment buildings, we consider commercial accounts, uh, not residential. So a lot of the canine is down 55% as of October. Um, at the end of What's October. What's the break? How much you got to be to break even? On the canine? Yeah. But I mean, if you're down 55%, how much of a percentage would be break even? You know what I mean? Like these restaurants are operating at 25%. You know, it's like a slow death. We're down 55%. So we had two teams. We took one of the handlers and he is doing pest control now. Where's the dog? No, he still has the dog. Oh. We still have the expense of the canine, but his payroll or the liability of his payroll, let's say, has shifted to pest control. Right. So he does pest control three days a week and, and runs the dog two days a week, right? And then we have the other full-time handler who's handling the majority of the work. So by shifting the pay obligation to the pest control side, two things happen. One, we didn't need to hire a new technician. We already had somebody with us for three years that was a service tech for pest for two and a half, well, was he? maybe it's four years now, was service for three years, then shifted to the canine. He's been doing that for a little bit over a year. And now, instead of losing his job and his benefits, he's gone back to pest control. So that was, that was the way to offset it. Because of that offset, we won't really take a loss in the canine piece. It feels like a loss, but... Just hypothetically, if you were strictly in, in, the, in the canine business and you were down 55%, would you be losing money? Would you be breaking even? Would you make a few dollars? What would you do? No I would, other income. I would be the only one working to make, to make money. To yes, support. exactly. Yeah. So, so, how much, so you'd be okay. I would be fine, but I, but I would be looking to diversify for sure. Yeah, I know. Um, I would be okay, but I wouldn't make anywhere near the money that I make right now. Right. I understand that. But you would survive. Yeah. Uh, listen, 17 years in the game, I would survive one way or the other. You know, and I, I, we always talk about um, working on your business and not in your business. And I always tell people, like, I, there's a bunch of people in front of me before the shit hits the fan, right? So we never let it get there. But I, you know, as much as I don't necessarily want to go out and run a route every day because I just feel like my talents are better suited in what I'm doing, I'm not above that. I have no problem doing it. I mean, when COVID first hit, I had everything in my car just thinking it was going to be potentially me. <laughs> you know what I mean? At some point running because, you know, at one point we had seven people with potential COVID. It was nuts. So anyway. But that's the, the canine is rough. Um, it's very difficult to diversify a canine business if you're strictly thinking about canines. You don't want one dog 
First of all, you don't want a dog to know multiple scents or alert on multiple scents. In the very beginning, when it was the Wild West in uh, canine scent detection for pest control, you had guys selling dogs saying, Mom, my dog is trained on termites and bed bugs. And immediately the best question was, so when they alert on the wall, what are they alerting to? Yeah. You don't know. So you had people doing, then they said, oh, we're going to do mold and bed bugs. Same question. Um, but mold, anyway, mold dogs, we're not a fan of. But that's a whole nother story. So if you're going to diversify a canine business, there's a, a company out of the Chicago area that started in bird dogs and, and had a very good business where they would go around and scare birds off corporate properties, right? With the dogs. She diversified into bed bug scent detection with those dogs and continues to diversify. Very small woman. The last time she was over $10 million between the two dog companies and decided to go into full-blown pests. So she's probably crushing it. I haven't seen her in a long time. But I would say if your canine is that messed up, like ours, if it's down 50, if it was down 30% and I was only canine, I would have went right into pest control. Um, even if you just start with bed bugs to diversify, you know, because it goes hand in hand, the canine scent with the bed bugs. But it's tough. I, again, you could do some marketing, but it, it, if you're going to do marketing and you're down 50% or whatever, whatever your hit is, you need to do calculated and strategic marketing exactly where you are and you need to watch it daily because now you spend the money that you normally wouldn't spend while you're making less money. So you just need to stay on top of it. But my advice, what we're doing is we shifted some team members to pest and we're just, we're just following it. And, and the other good news is, is that the pest side of the business can carry the canine division if it has to so i'm in a decent spot even though we're down 55 percent. i feel it but yeah but you know i think you're gonna have a big resurgence in that because this this stuff they're talking about the the vaccine there's more and more companies saying and now they started uh i forget the name of the company had uh, 90 percent that's okay. Now, I like this other one for 94.5 because they say it not only works, but there's no downside. They haven't found any downside to it yet. And if you ever see these, this can cure this. It might cause this and it might have side effects. Oh, it might cause, you would have trouble breathing. That's <laughs> my favorite. If your rectum is bleeding, call your doctor right away. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for that. Thanks for that, man. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so there's a lot. So we are very heavy. Also, the dog was very big in corporate office space. Right. Um, and as you know, prior, right before COVID, um, our DMV, uh, master salesman sold, literally sold seven figures of dog work. Not six, seven. Yeah, yeah, but they held up. Well, you know, one, one of the places was a retail chain that had to shut everything down. And the other one was a university. Um, so, yeah, but there's still, there's still a, you're gonna, you have quite a chance to hook them up once the shit stops. 
Yes. So the retail chain, I'm not 100% sure of because with all things, I, I mean, yes, but it depends on how they come back from it. And they've changed. So COVID has made them change their business model. They used to go buy plots of land and build these mega factories, right? Or mega stores. And they've decided with all of, all of these large companies, Lord and Taylor, et cetera, all these big box stores going out of business, then instead of building and hiring their own engineers and all this other stuff, they're going to take those spaces in major malls throughout the country. Ah. So it may still be good for us, right? Because they're not getting rid of the other stores. Well, you know what I notice about the malls? <laughs> not, not that I ever got any. But when you go into the individual stores and they're, they're like a chain store, they decide who the exterminator is going to be for the country. Yeah, and it, it all depends. So we've done some malls, and it depends on the mall's policy. Sometimes one mall that we did, you had to use their exterminator. That was it. You couldn't use an outside company because they wanted, which is a, which is a good thought process. You have to use our company because they maintain the mall, and they're going to maintain your store too. Because you know what often happens in our industry, people fight. Oh, it's your exterminator that did it. No, it's your exterminator. Not only that, no, but it's not coordinated. Correct. Right hand don't know what the left hand's doing. If you have 18 companies in a mall, as you know, we do a mall. It's an exterior mall. Um, Which we, mall is that? You know, it's outside. It's an exterior. I'm not going to name it. But very recently, they called and outside a big box store, they were like, there's rodents outside. All right, no problem. There's not rodents anywhere else on the property, just outside this store. Is it, is it the mall or did somehow the store get them and the store exterminator not really take care of them? This is a question that nobody really can answer, right? Yeah. But if one company was doing the whole thing, it would be no finger pointing. The store would have said, we're seeing rodents on the exterior and the pest control company would have said, no problem. Not, oh, we don't do that. It's, that's the mall's property. Yeah. Anyway, but so back to the person with the canine, I think, you know, if you haven't diversified already, get into pests. That's the easiest transition from bed bug scent detection, I believe. Um, if you don't, if you're not into that or whatever, wildlife is not a bad transition to go to. The thing with, with canines is trying to build a recurring revenue service model. So what Big Red sold was all recurring revenue. That seven-figure number was going to be guaranteed. You have to do X amount of stores every month, and you have to do X amount of dorm rooms throughout the year, right, at the university. It was guaranteed money, and that is the key to canines. Get some type of recurring revenue. Now, with all things COVID, we probably had in just in New York, a solid six figures, low six figures, like 100, maybe 110 of recurring revenue from last year that put it in their budget because they wanted it. Now they cut that budget because of COVID. But the idea is depending on corporate office space and how it returns, that that'll also go back to a certain extent. But right now with people all the moratorium on rents and leases and stuff, they can't spend this excess money, I imagine. So they don't have it, yeah. Right. So it 
how it comes back, but the key is getting ahead of it, not sitting around and waiting to see if it comes back, is getting ahead of it and getting out there and doing something different or do a heavy marketing plan targeted to the area that you want to go and to scent detection, if it's bed bugs, which I believe it is, um, just target straight to that and stay on top of it and see if it's working, if you're getting hits. Um, but other than that, I think that diversifying your canine business is the way to go. Okay. I'm with you. What else? Thanksgiving. You think Marty would come to Thanksgiving? Marty would go anywhere where I would pick him up. You know, because he can't move his car because the, the Jews take all the spots, that's the SIDS. Uh, the truth is, he's afraid to drive. He drives the car on Thursdays and Saturdays to shop for food. I said, why don't you shop one day and get everything? Well, I tried, but then I find I have to, I don't think Marty's comfortable with driving that car of any, any great length, not just at night. He's just, uh, he's always tired. You want to invite him, invite him. But I want to be paid. That's cruel and unusual punishment being in a car with him. I, uh, I got nothing to do with that. You know what? Who else is coming to the, to the thing? The kid's going to be there? Even though the election's over, if he talks to Norman on the phone, because Norman, I tell him, look at the phone. Doesn't it tell you who's on the phone? I don't do that. I said, that's why you pick up the phone. What do you do? I look, I see, it says Marty Katz. I go, no, not today. <laughs> so, anyway, he's screaming at Norman about Trump this, Trump that, Trump the other thing. Because Norman doesn't help any. He goes, well, I stole the election, stole the election. I mean, even high-ranking Republicans now are saying, well, they ain't seeing any. The big thing now is that, that runoff election in Georgia. Yeah, that's going to be yeah. I hope it goes for the Republicans. Otherwise, I think you're going to have to move uh, the company over to uh, one of those Cayman Islands or something. Well, yeah, and I think I think everybody is hoping that it that there remains some type of check, true check and balances. You know what yeah. I mean? That's really what it boils down to. I, there's hope, and that's I think that's partially. Um, a good reason why Biden was elected. That there's hope now that they'll actually work together. And you have a history of these groups working with each other. Not, not what they did to Trump or what they did to Obama, even though they still got some work done. But I don't think you're going to have the Republicans just saying no, like the Democrats did to Trump. And like the Republicans often did to Obama, I think that's the hope right now for America is that we will have a government uh, that truly works for us. I mean, I don't want to talk about too much politics, but the second stimulus bill and there's actually talks about them getting rid of Pelosi and put someone in her seat, which I think is a good idea. Person, we need to go out to California. I want to taste some of that ice cream in her two sub-zero $24,000 a piece freezes. Did you read about that? No, because I could give a shit less about it. They all got money. I don't really care. But my point is stalling the stimulus bill and trying to throw things in there that don't belong there, which happens all the time in politics, right? Yeah. But stalling it and not approving it and waiting, saying you want to wait till February in the hopes that you'll have a Democratic 
uh, house and everything is politics and it's not what's best for the American people. And I think that there will be some shakeups over a bunch of this stuff that happened in the Democratic Party because the people, look, the people are not happy. We had another split down the middle election. But the hope is that Biden's team will be able to work with the other side and we'll actually get some shit done. Well, if Trump was in, it would have been straight. If he would have stayed, it would have been straight blockades against everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and to go back to the ice cream. So important. Yes. The, uh, the progressives, the socialists, you saw that the Democrats lost a bunch of House seats in, in the Congress, right? Yeah. They only have a majority of five or six people now, where they had a majority of 20. So they lost a lot of seats. My opinion those seats were lost because people don't believe in defunding the police and all this other stuff. That's why they lost. But that all out crazy from Queens, mm -hmm. her and her group are saying the reason they lost it is because Nancy Pelosi did an interview with some guy back in April and she showed them her house and she showed them her two sub-zero freezers uh, and it was packed with about 13 gallons of friggin' ice cream. And that's the reason that they lost all the seats because of Nancy. I just think she's 80 years old. She, apparently she finally got her turkey neck fixed, but she ain't got to put that, she ain't got to put uh, the uh, uh, bed sheet around the neck. Uh, so um, she's to corrupt. Her husband's made a lot of money from things that he's actually won. Imagine that, he, he won the bid on a lot of stuff. I mean, you could say they're all like that. She's just... Uh, when she talks, she loses her train of thought. She's sure she, she didn't get where she was because she wasn't sharp, but she's no longer that sharp. Right. And I, one thing that I hope comes out of all of this Trump stuff and what's been going on in the country, people, the one thing that both sides agree on, and when I say both sides, the people, not the politicians, term limits. Yeah. You can't meet a non-politician that doesn't agree with that. Right. Socialist, Democrat, Republican, independent, conservative, far left, far right. Hey, what do you think about term limits? I think it's a great idea. So why don't we have it? Right? Well, how long would you, like, like they have it here in the city council, two term limits. Then you got a guy who put his wife in for the third, you know, boom. She's in for two term limits. Then they run for something else. But, like de Blasio, what do you think he's going to do? He's either going to get a job in politics, some bullshit job, or he's going to go to work for a nonprofit. He's not going to get a regular job. He wouldn't know how to handle it. I mean, I don't know. He reminds me of like a head coach in the NFL that gets the head coach job for the first time, and then a year or two later, you see them on the sidelines. All they could handle was being a defensive or an offensive coach. Yeah. Handle, he couldn't handle the big shoes. And I, some people might disagree with me, but uh, he, could, he can't. He didn't know how to run New York City. Um, he was in over his head. Yeah. He's not, the, he's, not a, uh, um, he's not a leader. No, he, he might be he's able to. He's not a manager. I got the book. DeBlosio, are you listening? Here's your book. What Not to Do in Politics. <laughs> oh, but he has a mission. You don't understand. I don't know what it is, but 
I mean, you know, if I was thinking of Mayer, I wouldn't run because he's leaving whoever takes over, he, him or her, with a shitload of debt. Yeah, but you know what? It might be a good time to take over with debt because COVID is going – but one thing I think Biden is going to do is going to unleash a lot of money for states. Like yeah. – my hope is, and I think this is a hope of a lot of people, is um, Trump was a fucking baby. And if you opposed him, he made you wait till the end. And he was like, fuck you. I don't like New York. New York New York doesn't want the virus. New York will have to wait. Whatever, the, you know, well, doesn't want the cure. He's just such a fucking baby, right? If you unleash funds for states, then you allocate it. There's, there's got to be a way to allocate COVID relief. New York is currently hit the hardest, let's just say, in the beginning. They got to get the most per capita money, right? Here, now this state is the worst right now. We're going to shift resources that way. It shouldn't be, oh, New York is a blue state and I'm, I, they don't vote for me, so fuck them. We got a lot of stuff when the his shit hit the fan. You had the tents in Central Park and the vote. I'm just making a point because it has been made public that these no, things. No, here's the thing. I said it. He wasn't president very long. And he could see what was happening. He was used to being the king of the shithouse for a long time. And he got into this shithouse. And people could disagree with him. And they couldn't be fired. Right. Well, he, he doesn't understand being a public servant. And that's okay. But being a public servant is a thankless job. Also, you know, I think that he didn't play the game. Correct. Uh, everybody didn't get their little nickel here and there because he wasn't he wasn't playing it. And then you, and you, you all your uh, the thing that I I think where he was very wrong. He's opening up all these wilderness areas, to pipelines and shit like that. That's. I mean, we 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 we. I read an article. We're the number one oil producing country in the world now since we started with the fracking, and that's fine. Why do we need more fracking up where the polar bears are? They're having trouble finding icebergs to live on. I just, I hope that we're in a better place and better on more levels that America can somewhat heal all the bullshit that has been exposed during Donald Trump's um, election. Well, well, let me ask you this. The rioting demonstration has calmed down. There's still some demonstrations, and they're good because there's very little violence. And the cops are stepping up and arresting people. I don't know if they let them go or whatever, but but if 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 Trump had won, you'd still won. You'd have all this shit going on. Well, I, I think people are opportunistic. Certainly, criminals, right? We know this all too well. So I think that if you had mass protests for Donald Trump, right? But, and, and you gotta remember, the Trumpers aren't really protesters. They had a demonstration in Washington. There's shit kickers on both sides. There's poor people on both sides. There's super bright people. There's super left people. There's super right people. Um, that terminology is just poor, or that thought process is poor, in my opinion. But um, it is what it is. We'll see what happens. Politics is tough. Hopefully, we're in a better place. I hope so. I hope so. So what are you doing today? 
going to work, man. It's fucked up. Where, where, why, why is work fucked up? I'm just talking shit. I'm going to go in the office and play on my computer. Oh, nice. Are we done? I think so. Mr. and Mr. America, all the ships at sea. Ed Sheen for Colony Confidential, reminding you to stay safe. Wear those masks, social distancing. Hope is on the way. Hope is certainly on the way. This is Joey Buns, soon to be Joey Sands Buns. Listen in, tune in uh, to when the big chop is going to happen. I'm sure we'll do it live somewhere just for fun. It's probably going to be on CNN. Well, it'll have to be on all news outlets so that everybody knows it's real news. Well, I want to get it on CNN, Colony Network News. There you go. Thank you for listening. Have you left us a review yet? Why not? What's going on? What are you waiting for? Come on, Hammer.